Hey friends, you're listening to the Student Ministry Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. Our hope is that these words bless you, lead you closer to Jesus, and help you follow Him more faithfully. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Hey, how's it going? Am I uh, loud enough? The, 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 so, uh, talking about, uh, thank you Eileen for that great prayer. Um, this is all about Jesus. Um, and if he's not here to teach this class, we're all wasting our time. So um, thank you for that. Uh, so I, I, was, I was thinking about the most radical baptism I've ever seen. I, I would love to be baptized in the Jordan River. That's awesome. Um, but I was at a men's retreat a number of years ago. It was in the mountains of Idlewild in January. Um, and this guy was just on fire for Jesus. He accepted Jesus that weekend and uh, decided that he wanted to get baptized. So we actually walked down to the creek and broke out the ice so that he and the pastor could get down into that ice water and baptize him. It was like, uh, yeah, no, I, I, got, I got baptized in a swimming pool. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, so hey, a few weeks ago, Robert came to me and, and asked me to uh, uh, speak tonight um, uh, about um, a passage in, in, the, in the book of John. Um, it is John 10.10. If you've got your Bible, go ahead and flip over there, Bible or Bible app. You guys use Blue Letter Bible? It's awesome. It is really awesome. It's got, it's got all different kinds of study guides and um, uh, different versions of the Bible. You can read it in many different versions. Um, and that can become very important. People ask me all the time, what version of the Bible should I study? Um, and the reality is, if you want to be a serious student of the Bible, you need more than one version. Um, because all of them... Uh, translate slightly different. We're going to see a little bit of that tonight. But um, the, the idea is you, is you need multiple versions so you can get different flavors of what a particular passage is saying, right? Um, this is from John 10, verse 10. Jesus is speaking, um, and he says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Uh, it's interesting because the, uh, the, the, the curriculum that, went with the, that goes with the prism thing um, says, uh, it, it says, and they may have life and have it to the full. Um, and there's a difference. Uh, the reality is, is I, I, I looked up that word uh, uh, to the full, and I, the, thought that, the first thought that came to my head is, is uh, you guys like popcorn? Um, you, you like popcorn when you watch movies? I, my, my wife gives me a bad time because I have this thing for old, bad sci-fi movies. Um, and the worse they are, the better I like them, right? Um, so she laughs at me all the time. Um, so anyway, the idea, the, the idea that came to me is, this, is, was, is with popcorn, right? We can uh, sit down to have a bowl of popcorn with a movie. And, uh, um, you know, there's a bowl of popcorn. But how satisfying is that, you know? It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of puny, right? Um, Jesus said, um, I have come that they might have life, and they might have it to the full. To, but the word means uh, uh, abundant, in abundance, right? And, and so, so when Jesus comes to bring popcorn for the movies, it's more like this. This is how Jesus comes to give us life, Okay. This is, the, this is the message. That's the, that's the heart of the message that we're talking about tonight. Um, Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. 
Um, I don't know what that means to you. I know what that means to me. When Robert started asking me about this, I'm excited because I have so many more, so many amazing stories of what God has done for me. Um, and but there's more to this passage than just that. There's two parts of it, right? Uh, it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So we've got an A and a B, a before and an after. Right? There's two players in this little mini-drama. Um, the, the first one, obviously, is Jesus, because he's speaking, and he says, I came that you might have life and have it to the full, or have it abundantly. But the first part of it says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Now, at the beginning of this passage, in John chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Truly I say to you, um, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. Two words. There's a robber, um, and if you, if you dig into the Greek word, robber means somebody who comes and takes something that doesn't belong to them by force, by threats. Maybe they have a weapon, um, but some kind of force, right? It's in your face. They're going to take it from you, and you know that it's been taken. But this other person, the thief, um, the, the root of that Greek word is, is somebody that takes something by stealth, right? They, they've taken it from you, but you don't know that they're doing it. Um, this person will come up to you and smile in your face and say, hey, give me a hug. And you give them a hug and they stab you in the back. Or they come up and they smile, but to all of your friends, they're saying something completely different, Right? Um, a thief is somebody who comes to steal and kill and destroy. I don't know about you, but I can relate to that. Um, I, um, I, I was a non-Christian for 30 years, um, and I did a pretty good job of messing up my life, right? Um, when I was 30, uh, I had been through a divorce. Um, I had an 8-year-old son. Um, a, a couple of years before that, after my divorce, I moved to Santa Maria uh, because I had friends here. Um, I went back to college, and after a couple of years of college, I, I had some classes that I had to take that required labs, right? And the labs were only offered during the day, so I had to go to, um, to, had to be able to work at night and go to school during the day. And so I took this job in Santa Barbara working for the phone company, and I was working nights. So Labor Day weekend, 1985, um, I moved to a new city, moved into a new apartment, got a new job, started at a new college, and I knew absolutely nobody. Um, and by the middle of October, my entire life fell apart. Um, I had always been hiding behind somebody. I had always had been surrounded by my friends. I always had somebody that I could talk to about my issues. And all of a sudden, God got me on my own. Right, and looking back, what happened was I had I had um, I had made a mess. Of, I've come to the conclusion um, that all of my attempts to direct my own life and drive my own life and move towards some type of success had failed. And so I found myself sitting on the floor in my tiny little apartment. I don't even know why I had a Bible because I wasn't a Christian. Um, but I picked it up and I started reading it, and I came across this passage in the book of Matthew where Jesus encounters a leper. And the leper says, the leper reaches out to Jesus and says, if you want to, you can heal me. And Jesus says, 
I want to, and reaches out to him and touches him. Okay? That leper was me. Um, I had completely destroyed my life. And God said to me, it's okay. We'll make something out of this. I can do something with this. All you have to do is let me have control. Right? So from that point on, I had some issues that I had to deal with. Um, but let's speed forward 10 years. Um, it's 1995. And a friend of mine um, went to Russia on a short-term mission trip. Um, we were working with teachers. He was working with teachers uh, through an organization called the International School Project, um, and uh, I was I was really excited about this guy getting to go. And, and I thought, okay, well, God's just it, it, God's building that insight, that excitement in me, so that I will be faithful to pray for him. So I prayed for him the whole three weeks that they were gone. Um, and then he got back, and, and we met, and I f- found out his stories about what, while he was there, and, and, and all of those kinds of things, um, but the excitement didn't go away. It just kept building and kept building, and so I went to this friend. Um, who, he was an associate pastor here at the church, and I said, I think God's calling me to go to Russia, so I signed up. He encouraged me to sign up. I filled out the application, sent it in, got accepted to go. And so in October 1995, I found myself standing in Sherbentyevo Airport in Moscow. Um, could you show that picture? The f- photo one, please. This is a picture um, from the airport, and these are my teammates. Uh, there was about 50 of us, uh, but this is, this is some of them. Um, Show the other one too, but number the number four, please. Not that one. Number four. There you go. Um, I don't know if you recognize me or that or not, but that was a number of years ago before my hair turned gray. Um, and I am standing in front of St. Basil's Cathedral in Red Square, right? Um, so you, you got to understand a little bit about uh, before I was a Christian, um, I liked to read. And a lot of the stuff that I read was Cold War, spy novels, um, Tom Clancy type stuff, right? Um, stuff that, that, ex- that was exciting. And so I'd read about the airport in Moscow hundreds of times, never had any idea that I'd be standing there, right? So I'm standing there surrounded by my teammates, and I hear the Holy Spirit whisper in my ear, you're here because I love you. You're here, this is... This is a gift to you for me. Um, I told God, when, as this exciting was building, I'd been t- praying about it and talking to him about it. I says, God, I don't want to go because it's an adventure. Um, <laughs> I want to go because it's an adventure. Uh, but I don't want to go just because it's an adventure. I want to go because you have something there for me. Uh, but the reality is, is God knows who I am. He created me. He created that sense of adventure in me. And he says, Bill will like this. Um, this is a gift to him, right? But it, w- it went way beyond that. Um, at that time, in, in 95, I'd already been involved in, in student ministry for probably five or six years. Um, and so one of the things that I had been praying about was the possibility of meeting up with um, Russian high school students while I was there. I took some, um, took some material, took some addresses and some photos with me to try to set up pen pal arrangements with some of the students in our youth group. Well, when I got there, um, we went to two different cities 
The, in the second city that we went to, Sarapal, which is right at the base of the Ural Mountains, um, they didn't have enough interpreters for the whole group. So um, they brought out the entire high school English class, right? Uh, thank you, Lord. Um, they figured that it, what they would do is, is uh, assign a couple of them to each of us. Um, and if one of them didn't get the translation right, well, the other one could pick up on it and, and make it work, right? But the thing that I remember about it is, is we were having lunch every day um, in the cafeteria of what used to be a Russian missile factory, right? Uh, this was an area that was closed to foreigners. Um, this, I went uh, maybe about a year after the Soviet Union fell. Um, so this is an area that had been closed to foreigners. Would you show that other, that other picture for me, please? Um, it is uh, number two. Number two. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go to number three, the, the other one. Sorry, my fault. That one. Th this is the cafeteria of a Russian missile factory. That's all marble. It's amazing. You know, their, their, uh, their largesse when they build stuff is just, it's just incredible. Um, but we were having lunch with these high school students every day, and uh, they wanted us to teach them American slang, um, and they were trying to teach us Russian, right? And I don't remember a single day going back to the main session after lunch that my sides weren't just aching from laughing so hard. We had so much fun. And I, I, told, I told them that I wanted to uh, show, put the other one up there now, please. There we go. Uh, these are the students. Uh, I told them that I wanted to get them set up with uh, pen pals in, in America, right? So um, I said, I'd like to get, your, get a name and an address and take a photo of you to go with it so they know who they're corresponding with. And they said, that all of the girls said, no, 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 we can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that today. Uh, why not? We've got plenty of time. No, 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 can't do it today. We'll do it tomorrow. Well, of course, when they came back the next day, they were all dressed like they were going to the prom, right? They all had all their makeup on, their hair was fixed, they had these gorgeous dresses on. Um, it was just this amazing experience. The girls are the same all over the world, right? If you're going to hook me up with an American guy, if you're going to hook me up with an American guy, I want, it, I want, him, I want to be pretty. I want to be pretty, right? Um, and it was, I mean, it was awesome. It was just this amazing, um, amazing thing. You can take that down now. Thank you. Um, the reality is, uh, is you, for, at least for me, um, I, I didn't have to go overseas in, on a mission trip um, in order to um, find that fulfillment, find that, that uh, um, life to the full, life abundantly. Um, as you all know, I used to drive the cool bus. Anybody remember the cool bus? Um, I used to drive, I drove the cool bus for years. And um, um, I, I always had this, dream, desire, wish, one of the things that I would talk to God about often um, is that I wanted to drive the next generation, right? Um, I had all these students that I was driving for, um, and I really had a heart for, God, I want to drive the next generation. Well, a few years after that, that started to come true. Um, there's, a, there's a young man in this youth group now um, whose grandmother used to bring him on the bus every year when we did... Um, the, we, we would take people out Christmas caroling on the bus, right? Uh, and it, it was like, yes, thank you, Lord. Um, that, was, that was this, right? Um, th that's, that's this level of satisfaction. Um, but then, then a few years later, 
a few years later, there was a young lady in this youth group. Her name was B, Beatrice, B. Um, her mom and dad were in the very first junior high youth group that Marianne and I ever served with. And so there's another little bit of that coming true, okay? Well, let me, let me tell you the last, the last bit that is the one that's really, this is the one that it's, it's this. It's life to abundantly. Um, last year, a year and a half ago, um, God started moving me back towards student ministries. I've been doing uh, adult ministries for a few years. And uh, God started moving me back to student ministries. Thank you, Lord. Um, and uh, um, when we went to, how many went to Shaver last year? Okay. Uh, when, when we went to Shaver last year, um, in my van, um, Daniel and John Schumann, their mom, were, their mom and dad were in my youth group when they were teenagers, right? Um, and they were, they were in my van, in my cabin, and I got to pull them when I was driving the boat. I got to pull them on the tube, right? Um, how many of you know Ethan, the, the guy that plays the drums with Tim? You, can, you know him? Okay. His dad, what was he, he was in my cabin um, at the very first junior camp, third, fourth, and fifth graders, um, that I ever went as a counselor, okay? Um, and so th th I have that connection with, with Ethan, right? And, I mean, it's just, it just uh, um, well, there's one more, and I got to tell you about this one. Y you saw um, Ava um, and her brother Bishop baptized right here um, just a few weeks ago, right? Their mom, Joy, one of our leaders, one of your leaders, um, was in our was in our youth group. Um, I used to sit and, and and she was one of the faces that I would see when I looked in the in the rearview mirror in the bus. I could see them sitting back there in the back, right? Um, God wants us to have life to the full, right? He's not a chintzy provider. Um, he he gives um, he gives knowing who we are. Now none of that is to say that that it's always easy. I remember the very first time I drove the bus to camp, there was a couple of students who were completely out of control for the entire weekend, right? Um, and, and I got back in the bus to drive back down the mountain, and I'm driving along, and I'm talking to God, um, saying, God, I don't think I can do this. I, I, I'm an introvert by nature. Um, and I, I don't like to talk much. Um, you can ask my wife. But other than here, um, other than the word of God, I, that's my one passion, right? That's the one thing that gets me to talk. Um, most of the time, I don't talk at all. And I said, God, I can't handle the confusion. I can't handle the chaos. Um, I just don't know if I can drive this. I don't know if I can drive the bus. Well, about the time we got to Paso Robles, the kids in the back of the bus started singing worship songs. And it slowly filtered through the whole bus. And so from Paso Robles to Santa Maria, we had a worship service in the bus while we're driving. And by the time we got here, when I got out of the bus, what I said to God was, I will drive them anywhere, anywhere they want to go, anytime they want to go, I'm going, right? Um, it's not always easy, but God knows who you are, 
And he knows what pushes your buttons. For me, it was the airport in, in, in Moscow. For, for me, it was high school students uh, in Russia. For me, it was students in the bus. Um, and, and God pushed that button to give me life abundantly. He wants to give you that too. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. He's going to tell you lies. He's going to tell you that uh, following Jesus is not going to be any fun. He's going to tell you that following Jesus is not going to be fulfilling. He's going to tell you that following Jesus is not going to be fun. It's not going to push your buttons and excite you at all. And the reality is he's a thief who comes only to steal and kill and destroy. The God that we serve created you. He knows what he put down deep in your heart and the message that he wants, the, the things that he wants to do in you and the things that he wants to do through you. And the key that opens that door, the key that allows God to start doing all of that in there is your willingness to say yes. God will call you. God will call you. And he say, I want you to go do this. And when we learn to say yes, it unlocks the door so that he can start giving us life abundantly. Don't settle for the, what this world offers. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about right now, I mean, there's the, every, every place you're reading them about the disinformation, um, the false statements. Um, the untruths that are coming out on social media and across the internet, right? Um, This is nothing new. The enemy, the thief, has been lying about God and what he wants to do for you for 2,000 years. Jesus came to give you life and life abundant. Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful. This was such an exciting um, exercise for me, thinking back over all of the things that you've done for me in my life, um, in, my, in my Christian walk, all of the, the, the awesome stuff that, that uh, you've led me through. Um, Father, I pray that for my friends here in this room, Lord. I pray that they would begin um, to sense that and feel that. I pray that you would fill them with your truth. I pray that your Holy Spirit would come um, and start speaking truth to them um, and drawing them in so that you can give them life abundance. Our goal here, um, our goal here is to bring others in but you love us so much that you want to give us life abundant. Pray, Father, that you would start doing that in us and through us. Pray for everybody here that they would let go of the things that are holding them back. Step out and do what you're calling them to do so that you can give them life in abundance. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.